I'm Annie, I'm alcoholic and member of Interaction Group and um, in Geelong. I like saying Geelong because Driver John in Canberra when I first got sober he used to tease me and say, oh Annie S or Annie P I was in those days from Geelong. <laughs> so it's pretty special. I, I love that guy and um, he had a big impact into my sobriety and there's a lot of people in Canberra and I like to remember those guys. I speak, I'm a Leo too and I'm fairly terrified so <laughs> um, I guess the, um, the interesting thing, um, step one for me is, uh, is in the big book it says that it's the one step that I can do 100% and, um, and that the other ones are growing on those steps but, but to be absolutely, it's the foundation of my recovery is how well I do step one and that I need to really understand it well. And um, when I read in the big book that um, we rocketed into a fourth dimension of which um, we had not imagined or something like that, but rocketed into a fourth dimension and it kind of had a, an amazing um, thought for me. I, I thought, what, what are the dimensions and being rocketed into something that's just totally different to to how I am now, and and um, so I reflected back and I I realised that my um, I don't want to go into the debate about when I became an alcoholic or how I became an alcoholic. So I used to say it doesn't matter how the monkey got there, it's what are you going to do about it now. But um, the relevance for me of my drinking was how I felt before I picked up a drink and. And I um, was shy and felt insignificant and out of place and um, like I just didn't fit in. Um, I couldn't converse with people, I couldn't do anything and I just felt terrible. I, I seriously thought I was adopted, I thought I was different to my family. I, my family didn't really understand me and um, later on friends and I just didn't get it. I didn't get life really, I just didn't grow up and I don't know the reasons of why that is but the relevance of that is that I, my first drink that I actually remember taking I took for an effect, I took for a reason to make me feel better. I had to function, I had to do something and I don't know where I got the idea but I thought if I have a drink I'll get through this and I had a drink and I got through it and um, then I started going out to parties and things. I have a few drinks before I went and get to the parties and, and halfway through the night I'd kind of swing either a highlight of the party or the, or the person picking a fight with somebody and getting into a huge argument and a fight with them or passing out outside until I came to and then or having a big chunder and then coming back in and starting all over again, you know, I just... Um, that's how, how that was and it was initially um, it was good fun, I was outrageous and people thought I was funny and I was um, just doing a whole lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have normally done anyway. But then the people that I associated with started getting on their lives and moving on and doing things and started getting sick of juvenile behaviour of you know, when you're 18, 19 it's alright to muck around and be juvenile because you are juvenile but when you start being um, 24 or something and people have gone on and I didn't even notice, you know, people had started 
they must have been in their tertiary education while it was happening, and I didn't even notice they were doing it. And um, then they, they start going and getting jobs and getting married and having kids and doing stuff. And I was still running around like a mad little kid. And, and they were getting sick of me and telling me to grow up and get on with life. And, and um, I was starting to feel bad about myself again and, and trying to tell them how I felt and they didn't understand and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, I, that was when then I thought I needed to... Drinking was a problem and maybe I needed to control my drinking. And this is prior to AA days. Maybe I need to control my drinking. Maybe I need to change drinks. Maybe I need to change people that I associate with. Maybe I need to change where I live. That's all what the problem is. I didn't realise it had anything to do with me. I didn't even understand alcoholic. An alcoholic to me was a person who drank metho under a bridge and I wasn't doing that. So I didn't even understand what my problem was. And, um, like, you know, the first steps were about being powerless. That's what the problem was. But I didn't know that. I just thought it was a lack of control, lack of strength. Try harder, Annie. Just do it. And... So that's what I tried to do, and um, I would succeed for a certain length of time, and then I'd just get back into it again. It's too much, it's too hard, it's too terrible. Pick up a drink, and I'd just go around that circle again. And then I'd be um, sitting outside, um, passed out, sitting in the toilet, drunk, um, going to bed, and thinking, where did I get? How did this happen? What's happened? I can't, I just don't want to do this anymore. This is just not good, and I won't. I won't drink anymore, I'll, I'll stop for a certain... It's always just a certain length of time to get back to social drinking. That was my quest, to drink socially like everybody else. And I never achieved it. And that's what reached to my rock bottom. I went around that cycle um, until I reached a point in time where I was totally defeated, absolutely and totally defeated. I thought I was totally insane. I thought I should be locked up and the key thrown away and, and I just didn't have any hope at all in my life and I felt terrible. And um, I was 12 stepped into AA with the simple words of, well, I'm going to a meeting, do you want to come with me and keep an open mind and listen to the similarities and not the differences. And that's all I understood about AA or anything. And I, and I was so beaten and defeated, I went. And... Um, I sat. I, I don't remember the people in my first meeting, but I remember um, the feeling that I had was just absolute, incredible um, realization that I was not alone. I was not the only person in the whole world who felt the way that I did and experienced. That there was a room full of people, and they were describing how they felt and their emotions, and what they'd done, and how it was for them that I just identified. I thought, that's, that's amazing. And um, so there's a certain sense of relief for me in just understanding that aspect. And um, I, um, I went up to Canberra. I was, I'm a Victorian, and so hence I used to get teased all, all the time about being a Mexican south of the border. And um, I was uh, um, 26 when I came to AA, and... Um, 26 years ago and um, uh, so I spent two, two years, two and a half years in Canberra 
And so I was away from people that I knew, my family and everybody, so I was just able to immerse myself in, in AA, which was just so good for me. And to, to um, and they were different, those meetings. I was quite often the only woman in a meeting and I read the preamble. It was perhaps the only thing we used to read those days was the preamble. And I used to say, it was men and women, and I knew I was going to get called next because I was the only woman in the room. And, so <laughs> and young, you know, 26, um, old guys used to run after me and tell me I was too young to be an alcoholic and I couldn't possibly be an alcoholic, that um, young women are alcoholics. And, um, uh, yeah, so I guess they were kind of the, the main differences that I had to fight through. There probably would have been good excuses if I'd wanted to say, well, I can't go to AA because they're being mean to me because I'm a Victorian or because I'm a woman or because I'm 26 and I haven't drunk enough. I haven't drunk for 30 years. I've only drunk for eight years and therefore they're telling me I'm not alcoholic so therefore I'm not. Um, Because at that stage I'd identified with what people were saying and I started reading literature and and they suggested I read myself into the big book and I just identified. I actually thought the big book was written about me. That's how insane I was. I was so self-centred and self-involved. I thought, you know, the big book had been written just especially just for me. And um, better start describing what the program is about and and looking at the first step. And um, the... It was an allergy. That it was a disease that I suffered from. It wasn't a weakness or lack of willpower or lack of strength or anything that I thought that it was. And it wasn't about social drinking or control drinking. It was about stopping drinking, stopping picking up one drink for one day at a time. It wasn't about stopping the tenth drink or stopping for six months or just being stronger. It was just a paradox, you know. It's the opposite to what I thought. The people in AA were telling me just one drink for one day, um, throw in the tea towel, stop the fight, surrender, give in to it, accept, um, accept alcoholism and, and uh, move on from there. And so that um, pamphlet, uh, 12 Questions, was just really good for me. And, and I... Um, I'm really glad I did. I don't know why I did it, but I, I sat down and I actually wrote out a, a page each question of those. I, I actually wrote my answer. It wasn't just a yes answer. It's I wrote my reason of why I wrote yes to the question. And that helped me later on because um, when you get sober and start feeling a little bit better about six, seven months later and, and being going to meetings and meeting people and getting going, and wow, this is okay. And then you've got people telling you you're too young to be an AA, you're only a woman or um, you're a Victorian or something like that, to, to then be able to, deep within myself, know that I was in the right place, that I was an alcoholic and that I needed recovery. And it really didn't matter what anybody around me said, it was irrelevant. And because I knew and I just needed to read what I had written in my own handwriting about how I felt at that time. And... Um, so that was that was really good, and and uh, I like that concept about you know it's a f- physical allergy coupled with mental obsession, which meant that that when I drank I couldn't stop, and when I stopped um, I couldn't stay stopped, and so that was what my cycle was all about, and that um, that I wasn't happy when I was stopped, I was miserable when I was going to parties still, trying to do the same things that I'd always done, 
and looking at other people and saying to myself, there they are drinking, they're so lucky and they can cope with their lives and here I am, I can't. And so my mindset was still on drinking or not drinking, it wasn't on recovery. And I needed to turn my thinking around and um, that little saying, you know, to, to make your um, recovery a higher priority than, than your drinking. Your desire to be sober greater than your desire to pick up a drink. And chances are you won't pick up a drink. And um, so that's what my recovery process was about. And um, just the understanding that it was a disease that, which meant therefore that I personally couldn't do anything about it, that in itself. But there were things that I could do to gain help in overcoming it. And, and I, I'm absolutely convinced and know that um, my recovery comes from my high power and so that was a really important part and I was absolutely terrified at that point. I thought I didn't want to know anything about God and I didn't want to know anything about um, uh, you know, spiritual experience and stuff like that so I kind of um, held back a little bit on that and I was just frightened. <laughs> I didn't want any of that but I so I went to a lot of meetings. I went to heaps and heaps and heaps of meetings. I went for that two years, about 12 meetings a week, and I, and I bought all the literature and read it all, and I went to steps meetings and traditions meetings and beginners meetings, and everyone was on fire up in Canberra at that time because it was just after the Canberra Convention in 1978, and um, so they were all fired up with all these new meetings, and so I just benefited by that hugely. And... Um, they spoilt me rotten and um, when I finally moved back to Victoria, back to Geelong, I, um, I missed that really badly but it was a really important part of my recovery too in, in my understanding of the first step still was as a foundation because I just relied really heavily then on that foundation of um, because I had to start all over again and get to know new members again and, and meetings were a little bit different and there were changing times in AA, still are, and learning to adapt to those changes has been probably one of the most important things for me in my recovery over the process of the time was it is changing, there are different people and, and um, but I always maintain those basic same principles for myself even today um, regarding the first step is I know that I can't drink and if I find myself in a situation that I feel uncomfortable I just leave and I don't think to myself well I'm 26 years sober I should be able to handle this a bit better if I feel a little bit uncomfortable I'll just leave I don't care I, I don't want to subject myself to turning my thinking pattern around to drinking or hanging out not drinking or being conscious of it I want to be conscious of recovery and and grow on that and um, so I guess um, hopefully that depicts um, for me anyway um, three dimensions of, of my drinking prior to drinking and and um, in my drinking days of that mad cycle around 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 and then the um, uh, desperately trying to control my drinking and stopping drinking and I won't have one now and yes I'll have one now and no I won't and you know, constantly thinking in my head about 
either drinking or not drinking or somebody else is drinking and I'm not and how am I going to get married and how am I going to have kids and how am I going <laughs> to have my 50th birthday <laughs> if I don't have a drink and you know, all that stuff, projection. And um, to um, how the big book describes it, because um, that all depicts the problem. At this stage we've only looked at the problem. Hopefully <coughs> we've looked at it fairly well. Um, like in the first step, the powerless and the, the solution to the problem is the second step of power greater than myself to restore me to sanity and the sanity or the insanity that I was experiencing was picking up a drink, knowing full well what it was going to do to me and picking it up anyway. That was just insane. And um, you know, the second step goes on into to the solution of that problem and um, which is then being rocketed into the fourth dimension. I love that. I think, you know, it's just an understanding of a, um, an existence that I never had before of a higher power in my life and um, stuff starting to happen for me in sobriety that was so much better, like it's already been um, described, you know, it's just so much better sober, even my worst moments, and I've had some shocking moments sober, but even those times are uh, nothing compared to drinking because I've got hope. I've got encouragement and I've got a, a program that's a blueprint for living and, and I can suffer as long as I want to and when I'm sick of suffering I just pick up my blueprint for living and start doing it and, and get results straight away. So there is, a, um, there is a program for recovery and it's a daily program and I need to practice it today for today. It doesn't matter what I did a year ago, it's what I do today for my recovery today. And um, so, so that's uh, for me anyway the fourth dimension is one of recovery of being happy and usefully whole in my recovery and um, yeah when, it, when I concentrate on drinking and not drinking I think I am happily and usefully whole but sometimes I do compare myself sideways and stumble myself by looking sideways and thinking you know I should be better than this and we're and then I just remind myself, and, and was nicely reminded this morning again, was um, Alcoholics Anonymous is about recovery from alcoholism and not picking up a drink and moving on into happy sobriety. And, and I think that Alcoholics Anonymous does that well. It's done it well for me in my life, and I've got two minutes remaining, and so I'm going to sit down and, and enjoy the weekend, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity of sharing. It's an honour to share. It's a very scary process, and I hope it's been... Okay for you guys, but it's good. It's good to have a go. Thank you. Thanks. Good